just because I'm tired of talking about immigration and crying children that I have a whole bunch of little stories I'm interested in bringing you. First, this audio. Those crying little children won't hear those stories in their cages. First, this audio, which this is about as unprofessional as you can do, but I'm going to play it off my iPhone. You'll get the gist of it. We'll hear it. So that's mayhem. Boy, I could listen to that all day. It's mayhem. It goes on for about a minute there. It's a YouTube video of a uh, uh, a brawl at a youth softball tournament. You're classic. Oh, boy. You're classic. Bunch of parents got into a fight at a little kid's softball tournament over something. Everybody's rolling around, screaming and yelling and fighting. Ah, you got to love it, don't you? Oh, boy. Jeez. Yeah, I know. What do you do with that crowd? What do you do? Whatever happened to the high road? What uh, I want to know. What country leads the world in selfie deaths? <sighs> per capita or total? Uh, you know, I think it's probably total, which would you would guess one of your bigger countries, which mm. turns out to be true. Yeah, it's India, which is it, oh, the second, that's a good one. Second biggest country in the world. Yeah, uh, they got a billion people, and they got a lot of smartphones. So a lot of people, a lot of smartphones. Uh, not super well organized society. Anyway, yep. this uh, park ranger. What are you a park ranger now? Um, he uh, had put a python around his neck and was doing selfies for people in the crowd and everything like that. And then the python, python started choking him. Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, he did survive. That it. python went python. Yeah. That's right. So anyway, he was, managed to get out of it. But I'm going to pose in front of this tiger I just found in the jungle. I think I'll stick my head in his mouth. That'd be a good idea. People getting trampled by bison at uh, at uh, Yellowstone. That's a thing every year. I love those. Deciding videos. to get selfie next to a bison. Got a thousand pound beast with horns. I'm going to go next to it. <laughs> they look so placid. Yeah. Well, let's, you know, rename it Darwin National Park. That's what I say. I'm stopping, <clears> uh, <throat> to guess tomorrow because we're traveling today. I'm picking up a uh, free television a guy had on uh, Nextdoor. Oh, yeah. Nextdoor. Yeah, it's the email uh, network thingy. Taking other people's garbage is what I'm doing. But it's, it's, it's a little of that. It's a little recommending a good house painter. It's it's a lot of old people who have a fair amount of free time just kind of chatting via email. Oh, really? I don't I don't have it. I don't have that. My yeah. wife looks at it a lot. Yeah, large cat spotted on Spring Street. We get a lot of that. But our plasma TV quit on us, and I didn't know you can't buy plasmas anymore. They quit making them in 2014. Mm. Because they needed it for surgery. Even because they needed it for all the surgeries. Right. Well, even though it's a superior technology, it's cheaper and much lighter to make all the other kinds of TVs. That's funny you should bring this up. I'm going to tweet this picture I took at the dump the other day. Uh, I had to drop some stuff off, and there's a whole section of the parking lot that's nothing but big screen TVs. Oh, I wonder how many of them are plasmas, because I'd go and get one, because you can't get them anymore. So I went to Best Buy, um, and uh, I was talking to the guy. I said, they don't make plasmas anymore? And he said, no. I said, well, what do you do if that's... He said, everybody likes them, but they don't make them anymore. He said, my recommendation, hold on to any plasma TV you've got until it doesn't work anymore. He said, I'll never sell mine. Wow. It finally gives out. It's just, it's, just, it's just better in so many different ways, but they're heavier as hell, and they cost more. But anyway, for me, and this is only for some people, this is the only reason I bring it up. For me, because uh, other televisions, they got the refresh issue. So the screen's a little jerky. Plasma Mm -hmm. doesn't have that issue at all. But other TVs, all other TVs, including 4K and everything else, 4K is actually worse. But it has the jerky screen. Some people's brains, it doesn't bother much or at all. Mm. Some people bothers a lot. My wife and I can't even watch the television. I get seasick wow. trying to watch a non-plasma television. Wow. Because the technology is just different, and it 
doesn't matter, but you know, read it if you care. Yeah, but, I don't think but, all non-plasmas are bad. But for sub, mm. well, n- none of them are as good as a plasma, and mm. uh, and he, he, either your brain does that or it doesn't. Interesting. And I've always had that problem at movie theaters, and I thought it was. I thought I didn't know if everybody was that way because I've had a movie theater. Everything seems so jerky to me and like hard to watch, mm. and I've always hated that at movie theaters. But they, only some people's brains do that. So if you're in that category, that's why it looks that way. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you probably are better off reading a book. Yeah, probably. Don't watch TV. Why? The boob tube, the idiot box, huh? When should we let animals go extinct? An article about uh, giant pandas. And the idea that there used to be a whole bunch of giant pandas roaming the earth, this particular lineage of giant pandas that died out. Not because of, uh, you know, human beings didn't kill them off or global warming or cars or anything. Just some animals (laughs) stop existing throughout history. I tell you what, when I first heard of giant pandas as a kid, I was picturing something 30 foot tall. I mean, I heard giant, I thought giant. I go to the zoo, it's the size of like a medium bear. (laughs) The hell. I'm still disappointed. But, uh, so we've decided, though, in the modern era that no beast should ever go extinct. Mm-hmm. It seems like a horror. It always has to me. I remember it's, the, it's tragic. The it's first, time I heard of, first time I heard about it when I was a kid, like the dodo bird or whatever, um, I just was horrified. Yeah. But the beasts have been going extinct since the beginning of beasts. And we didn't cause it to happen. It just happened. Maybe for did, some good nature reason. Did global warming kill the dinosaurs? No, a giant asteroid. Oh, but uh, so anyway, they're talking about our. Should we still keep trying all the get all these pandas to breed in prisons and in prisons? Zoos. <laughs> pandas for prisoners. It's my new charity. We're providing giant Chinese pandas to all the prisons in America. Or release the pandas. They're in on a minor drug offense. Free the pandas. Uh, <laughs> Panda reform. But it's funny. I was thinking bars, and I said yeah. prison yeah. instead of zoo. Well, I tell says you something, what. huh? Or Trump's putting children in cages. What? No, too many metaphors. Too many. <laughs> Stop it. But so we work so damn hard to get a couple of pandas to finally do it. We get them drunk. We show them porn. Right. Whatever it takes. Tell them we'll love them in the morning. Finally, finally get them to do it so we can have another panda to keep the species alive. And it's possible that nature doesn't want them to be around anymore. For whatever reason that we don't understand. Right? Yeah, but I mean, if you can clearly see that we've encroached on the environment, and that's and why the I food shoot supply. buffalo. Oh boy! <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, if if it's clearly man caused, that's different. True. I mean, come on now. I think we can probably discern which is which. Mm. But the giant panda they're thinking is maybe it's just it's it's is it's time has come and gone. Well, there were other giant pandas that came and went, mm. and we didn't cause it. Right. Right. And the fact that we seem to have to jump through so many hoops to try to get these things to procreate. You don't want to procreate? There might be a reason for that. Yeah. Right. I don't know if we'd have, we'd have that problem with rabbits. They seem to want to do it just fine. Well, people well. are kind of doing that. And there might, there's, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a reason for that, probably. Panda um, affluence. Maybe that's it. They just became too comfortable video games. Well, the latest generation of pandas, they're just so convinced that they deserve bamboo. <laughs> They've never had to work for bamboo. Millennial pandas. They're, they're born fat, round-headed, and cute, <laughs> and they never have to work for anything. That's the problem with pandas. The bears are who we thought they were. There you uh, go. That's right. The panda. panda's a bear. Which was a bear when I was a kid. Then it was definitely not a bear for about a decade. Now it's a bear. Again. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. It's back to being oh, a bear? Oh, yeah. It was much closer relative to a raccoon for actually uh, like uh, 20 years, 25 years, something mm. like that. But now they're saying, eh, it turns out it was a bear. <laughs> 
Ah, right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Ah, right. Could anything be less important? <laughs> I don't know who spent their lives working on that thorny question, but could anything possibly be less important than whether or not a panda's a bear? The sort of thing I worked very hard to memorize as a kid. the guy on the buffalo. And yes, if anyone mentions buffalo on the show, it triggers guy in a buffalo to be played. That's There's right. There's bald-headed guy squeezing off shot head to buffalo because he thinks it's extinct. Or ought to be. If you have not watched these videos, you have not lived a full life. Although it's a, it's a Rorschach test. There are those who laugh till they have tears in their eyes and those who say, I don't get this. Which one are you? Find out. Stock market is dropping because of Trump's uh, tariff talk. It's the trade wars. Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Some new Trump tweets on immigration. I don't know if you want to hear those or not. I hope they're uh, reasonable and unifying. That's all I hope. We got this text. uh, Even more important than is a panda a bear is Pluto a planet. Yes. there's There's another argument. If you say it's a planet or it's not a planet, how much effect does that have on my life? For Lord's sake. You're a practical practical man. A couple of tweets from Donald Trump. I'll read them in order. This one came about an hour or so ago. Democrats are the problem. They don't care about crime and want illegal immigrants, no matter how bad they may be, to pour into and infest our country like MS-13. They can't win on their terrible policies, so they view them as potential voters. Exclamation point! And also, we must always arrest people coming into our country illegally. I don't have a problem with that as a policy person. I don't either. Of the 12,000 children... 10,000 are being sent by their parents on a very dangerous trip, and only 2,000 are with their parents, many of whom have tried to enter our country illegally on numerous occasions. I don't know if his numbers are correct or not. It's, it's tough to, it's, it's <clears throat> difficult. For instance, yesterday, Trump took a, a shot at Germany and Angela Merkel for some reason uh, and talked about how crime is up there because of their allowing all the immigration. Hillary Clinton went in front of a microphone because she's planning to run for president, I think. It became clear to me yesterday, too. And uh, Hillary Clinton said, once again, Donald Trump is uh, misstating the facts and talked about how crime is down since 1992. Well, both of them are right, but it's... 1992 seems like an odd year to cite, Hillary. Well, Yeah, both of them are right, but it's a classic example of spin, and Hillary's particularly... Crime overall is has been trending downward, but it recently has been going up. Particularly violent crime, if you factor that in, it's a huge percentage up, and it's and it and, and recently it's going up because of the immigration situation they got going on. So Trump is absolutely right. She was not wrong to say crime has been going down, right, in general over that amount of time. But yeah, but since 1992, we're talking about a refugee crisis that's only been the last couple of years, right? Exactly. So and what the, what the hell are you talking just, about, you lying liar? They all do it. It's just yeah. it's just bothersome. It's bothersome. This is the way the game is played, I guess. Yeah, come for the uh, the lies and stay for the emotionalism why in the she, immigration debate. Why would she have jumped into it yesterday defending the German policy and, 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 and quoting the Bible verse if she's not at least thinking about running for president? And, and how would you not 
Think about running for president if you're her and you're looking at it the way she does. The only reason I lost is because of evil Russia and Comey. Right. Uh, that's hmm. the only reason I lost. Now I be, know to go to Wisconsin. I'm going to be running against the same guy, and he has got more stuff I can hang around his neck now than before. Right. Well, it's possible she just likes being a public intellectual, an influencer, a voice on the scene, a respected voice. She has adoring crowds showing up to hear her speak. It's possible that's all she wants, but I think the lust for the presidency doesn't go away. So you're probably Especially right. when you won the popular vote. You're surrounded by people that think the worst thing that's ever happened to America is going on. Right. Yeah. Boy, All she you got to do is uh, win Wisconsin a few more precincts in Ohio. Huh? Huh, Hill? Come on, do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Would the Democrats let her be the nominee? That's the question. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the fight? If she wants to run, could she be the nominee? Oh, that it ain't going to be, be like last time. Bitter struggle. Although it ain't going to be Bernie. No. He's as old as the Hills. I mean, Hillary's too old, and Bernie's older than her. But a Kamala Harris, uh, somebody yeah. like that, they're, they're not going to side with Hillary. No, no. I think... Uh, or put the thumb on the scale for Hillary like they did against Bernie. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Quite the opposite. But it'll be a battle royale, and I'd like to see it. Oh, it'd be awesome. Quick note from the world of journalism. The LA Times has a new owner and a new executive editor. And they are going to make a serious run at being the New York Times of the West Coast digital presence. Fantastic. Um, and they certainly could be. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Norman Perlstein. Perlstein is the executive editor. He's been 50 years in journalism, Time, Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg News, Forbes. It's amazing how the L.A. Times has dropped in um, uh, mind share. Over the years. Right. It used to be right up there with the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, that sort of thing. And it just fell off. Yeah, it did. It's a a pathetic shell of what it used to be. Um, I'm looking at you, Chronicle. But um, Dr. Patrick Sunshong completed a $500 million purchase of the 136-year-old newspaper. He's an L.A. biotech billionaire. And he swears he's going to revive the paper and make it into a giant of journalism, and I hope he's successful, honestly. I like when they mention the ages of like, newspapers, for instance, as if that's relevant to anything. It's a completely different industry now with completely different people, obviously. Yeah. So what the hell difference is it? It's the same name. Yeah, and it might have gone from, from you know this orientation to that political philosophy sure. to a pure tabloid for 10 years and, and back again. So it sounds impressive, though, when I say it, though. So stop criticizing me. Uh, and then you have this story, the Sacramento Bee, which is, unlike the New York Times and L.A. Times, it's your you know second-tier city uh, newspaper. And the super giants are uh, struggling to compete and survive and, and be what they want to be. And so you got your smaller city newspapers um, are really hurting. And the, I think she's, is she the editor-in-chief or the uh, editor of the Sacramento Bee, Lauren Gustus, put out a piece in the Bee and online Um she says, uh, you probably heard a thing or two about local news, how pretty much every outfit that isn't the New York Times or the Washington Post is struggling financially. Maybe you even know why. The amount of money we make from advertising in the printed newspaper has declined dramatically over the last 10 years. Our tremendous growth When's in When's the online- last time you put a, took out a classified ad in the newspaper to sell your car or your washing machine? Or please, like- please, please, be serious. It's like riding a mule. 
Our well, trem- not only do you not do it, it doesn't even cross your mind. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's almost jarring that you brought it up. Well, Everybody and, in the audience sure. is saying, oh, yeah, that's right. And if you're younger, you've never done it, and it seems crazy. But it used to be the number one way you would sell anything. Number one by far. Yeah. Yeah. Is Men's you, bike for sale, $200. Yeah. And your phone number. Yeah. Um, as she says, as, 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 uh, uh, earlier this year, digital advertising revenue for McClatchy, that's the parent company, exceeded print advertising revenue for the first time ever. She says that's progress. Well, it, it, it's, it's only, oh, yeah. it, it might not be progress. One of them dropped so much. Well, right, exactly. Now you're making $5 for, through digital and four through the print. Uh, that's not the case, but, but we still have work to do in finding a sustainable way forward. Everybody's trying to figure this out to varying degrees of success. Success, And so the long and short of it is, we have a plan. We could fully fund our newsrooms, from salaries and benefits to notepads and pens, if we had 60,000 people supporting us through digital subscriptions. They have roughly 15,000 right now. That's it? So for the L.A. freaking no, Times? No, no, we're on to the Sacramento oh, okay, Bay. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so they need to quadruple that number, though. So, you know, and, and you know, the Sacramento metro area is, is 2 million people at this point. So that's a pretty big metropolitan area to not be able to support a newspaper. Yeah, the biggest problem with all of this is we all got used to it being free for a period of time. Oh, the news online? Yeah. Yeah. And and if you could go back in time, I think New York Times, a lot of different people would, 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 wouldn't have done that. But at the beginning, you had to offer it for free, or nobody would have looked at it at all. Well, it wasn't just, it wasn't, it goes down, goes back to, sorry, Google originally, when it was first being the search engine that all the other search engines used as kind of their, their back engine, they would prior, you had to have a certain amount of content free in order to even show up on search results. Mm. So it conditioned people to get used to this uh, Stuff online is free when it, it, it was really kind of tilted towards that based on their Google search algorithm. Interesting yeah. uh, side note. Yeah. There. And, I, and yeah. I, you know, I got over it, but it took me a long time to where I, okay, I'll, I'll freaking get a subscription to the New York Times so I can read it. But I expected it for free for a long time. Yeah. Or magazines and everything. And then this uh, editor lady goes on to uh, give some examples of uh, the sort of thing that you can't get from anywhere but a major local quote-unquote newspaper no doubt we'll call it a news site now um and that's absolutely true it it is true i i think the sort of long-form in-depth journalism that quote-unquote newspapers do is unique and incredibly valuable boy and i keep mentioning the new york times but you know some your medium-sized cities that just have to have a newspaper going to the city council meetings and reporting it right or you're right. doomed it was a local paper that broke the Michigan State sure. sexual abuse scandal. That's a good point, yeah. 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 So, I mean, whether, and, and like I said, I, I have been at war with the San Francisco Chronicle now for two decades, but um, worth supporting. Sacramento B, your Fresno B, your uh, Mercury News. You know, I say support them. Get a digital uh, subscription. They're cheap. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Got to tell you, the immigration controversy not letting up, and there is no stopping artificial intelligence. Stunning demonstration by IBM. Ooh, I like this sort of stuff. And, and I hear some of you, they're too liberal. Well, tell them they're too liberal. Every single day, they'll hear you. Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you going to tell me more about immigration, Marshall? I am. I know I am it's indeed. the hottest story in the country, and it's important, but... 
People who follow the rules and fill out the paperwork take years and spend thousands of dollars on attorneys, and we still stiff arm them. And, and we do what we're doing right now to deal with illegal immigration, and it could all be fixed by either or both parties if they actually wanted to, but they don't. For reasons we've discussed many times, it's I've I've often said, and I still believe it. It's the greatest example of a failure of democracy, maybe in our nation's history. Mm-hmm. It's something the people want. Most of us agree by far right. on all the biggest mm-hmm. issues, um, but the parties can't make it happen because it's well, to their benefit not to make it. Yeah, to their benefit not to. The majority of people, by far, two thirds or better, mm-hmm. want the DACA kids on the path yep. to citizenship. Right. They want the borders secure. Right. Merit-based, etc. All that, all that together, you could put in one package. If you put it to a vote, if you, if you could do like a referendum, like we do in California, right. uh, for the nation, it would pass like seventy percent to twenty. But you can't get that. You can't get that. Nope. It's amazing. Here's the news with Marshall Phillips. Well, you're talking about poll numbers. Two thirds of Americans, sixty-seven percent, in a new CBS News poll, say separating children from their parents who enter the country illegally is unacceptable. Two-thirds of Americans asked. But the numbers behind the numbers, Marshall. It's like 90 to 10 Democrats, and it's actually 55-35, is that right? Something Republicans like yeah. are okay with it. Yeah. I would suggest to you, the more you learn about the realities of it, the more you get past the, the, the absolutely overheated, weeping, gnashing-teethed mainstream media coverage of it, right. those numbers will get more favorable. Well, if you're explaining you're losing, as we've pointed out several times, uh, that's true. But the follow-up question for those people who say that's unacceptable, okay, what should we do when a, when a family shows up to the border? What do you want to do? We, we should, should live detain out the whole values. family. We should d- detain the whole family together. Okay, we've got to build a whole bunch of places right. that are you know set up for families. Right. It's going to take this long. There's this many gazillions of them to deal with. And we have to overturn an existing law that says you can't keep them. You can't have children held more than 20 days by INS. Right. They've got to go to Health and Human Services. Right. Or released out into the community with a promise to show up in court Wait, later on. Which is a joke. Vanish. Yeah, it's a joke and everybody knows it. And we have a backlog of 600,000 yeah. refugee cases. Astonishing. 600,000? How many do we take on per day? Well, you're talking about the debate uh, overall this taking a lot of twists and turns. you got former CIA Director Michael Hayden comparing the Trump administration separating the kids from their parents to the behavior of Nazis. A criticism, it turns out, that was echoed by California Senator Dianne Feinstein Who yesterday. Knows better. This is the United States of Germ- United States of America. It isn't Nazi Germany, and there's a difference. And we don't take children from their parents. Yeah, you must have been something now. before electricity, huh? Attorney General Nazi Germany now being thrown around as part of our actual political U.S. senators yep. saying that policy is like Nazi Germany. Nazi Holy Germany. cow! <laughs> Former CIA director as well. Meanwhile, well, attorney- the discussion's over, right? According to Godwin's law or the third law of bureaucracy or whatever right. it is, once Hitler comes up, forget it. Well, forget attorney- it. Thanks, uh- Diane. Attorney General Jeff Sessions not letting it go says the Justice Department's policy of separating families and their kids isn't like what the Nazis did. He said, "Well, it's a real exaggeration. Of course, in Nazi Germany, they were keeping the Jews from leaving the country." 
Oh, jeez. Get him out of there. So Get Jeff laughable. Sessions out of there. First of all, I've defended the guy in the past. Forget it. He's, he's, he's as over the hill as Dianne Feinstein. Yeah, maybe he was sharp when he was younger. I don't know. But, um, uh, one, you can't dignify that question with a response. You just can't. Right. No. You, you, if somebody says, is this like Nazi Germany? You can't actually answer that question. Really? And, then if, and then if you do, don't answer it like that. Yeah, try to answer it better. <laughs> yes. God dang it. This but, is, so, I don't this know how is much, a carnival of embarrassment. <laughs> we've been going this direction for years. I don't know how much blame Trump gets for accelerating it, but we used to wonder, how come politicians never call each other liars? Right. Or how come they never use the L word, the lie word? Mm-hmm. They would always say, well, the facts uh, don't fit what uh, Mr. Johnson just said. And we'd always say, why don't you just say he lied? Well, we now have learned, having lived through this, because Trump started people calling people liars, everybody's calling everybody liars. Lying, Ted! Once you start doing that, where are you? you there's nowhere to go from there. <laughs> Nazi Germany. What he just said is a lie. No, you're a liar. Okay, well, I guess we'll go home now. <laughs> right? They call each other liars. What's, I mean, where are we? Yep. And Nazi so, Germany. And so we're that. We, so we we're in that. Nazi Germany. <laughs> it becomes a shouting match. <laughs> yeah, it's just whoever oh. can say it the loudest. Oh. Well, maybe we should all welcome in artificial intelligence after that discussion. (laughs) IBM is testing a computer against two human debaters in the first public demonstration of artificial intelligence technology that it has been working on for more than five years, special AI technology. The company unveiled its project debater in San Francisco on Monday. IBM's Noam Slonin saying, What we are trying to accomplish here is really to demonstrate that we can have a meaningful and valuable discussion between man and machine. Now, ask I that hope guy, he's not going to ask me to show him my papers. That guy just sounds like he's going to touch me inappropriately or something. <laughs> what? That, that, there's something about the way that's, he talks. No, Maybe it was the music. No, that's, I can't say that asked, on the air. Asked to debate a topic <clears throat> it had not studied. The computer quickly delivered an opening argument pulling in evidence collected from it's uh, it's a deposit of newspaper articles and journals saying, Thank you for the opportunity to be here today. Having analyzed the data, I will argue that we should subsidize music education. It then listened wow. to a counterpoint. What if I unplug you, Smarty? It then, You're a Nazi. That's what the other computer said. Wow. It then listened to a human's counter argument. IBM Debater can have all the opinions in the world, but IBM Debater does not pay taxes, and we do. You are speaking at the extremely fast rate of 218 words per minute. There is no need to hurry. You know who else talked in a hurry? The Nazis. <laughs> Nazi Germany. So, wow. So we can have debates between computers, which yes. would they, they would both be able to access all the information on any issue. Yes. And don't we have that super hypercomputer that they just developed that does like a quintillion different... Oh, yeah, uh, the one that they put underwater to keep it cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. so will a computer at some point be able to access all information, deal with statistics in a, a you know a meaningful way like we were talking about earlier how you can be misled right. by statistics but the sure. computer could take in all of the statistics and actually come up with an answer completely free of bias yeah this is causing more harm than good you right. know garbage in garbage out as yeah. they say like the immigration. programming of it would be critical to accepting the outcome but yes but yes could a computer answer. computers will be programming themselves once they get smart enough but yeah. um could it take in all the information on immigration, crime statistics from the, the smallest town and county to the biggest cities, economic statistics over decades and decades, just everything you could possibly do and crunch it up and say, 
it's a net positive or and it's a net negative for these reasons. Yes, absolutely. That'd I think be wild. Could. Although, here, you're going to have to brace yourself for this. It's going to put a lot of politicians out of work because it will say, and in the year 2033, we will be so out of balance between present workers and retirees that Social Security will collapse. Well, so we need these young people. You don't need And a, you will have to say that out loud. You don't need a super smart computer for that. My Your old-timey 70s Texas <laughs> Instruments calculator could figure out that our... We're going to go broke on that. Yeah, but nobody wants to hear it. The problem starts, according to all the movies that I've seen, like when we say, hey, a super smart computer, solve global warming. This is the most important thing for us to do. And then the computer says, the only thing that causes global warming is people. To stop global warming, we just got to get rid of the people. <laughs> and then it's the hand versus right. machine. <laughs> right, right. It's Bring on. It's on. Mechanical bitches. <laughs> I just come at you with a bowl of water. <laughs> We'll vaporize you in oh, your water, please. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm strong and getty show the conscience of the nation. God, my, my kids could grow up someday to be fighting for their lives against machines, computers. Huh? I'd say it's more likely than not. <laughs> or we could all be kept as pets by computers. <laughs> That's, yes. It's all right. Baxter has a good life. Yeah. <laughs> I'd live his life. Yeah, most of my dogs, they sleep all day long, and then they're fed, and they drink something and go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> somebody throws a ball for me for a while? If, yeah, I, play if I poop where I'm not supposed to, somebody picks it up and cleans it up for me. Right? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What am I not supposed to like about this? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Dana Carvey's Trump impersonation. Dana Carvey Show, total disaster, total disaster. Celebrity Apprentice, our ratings are so huge, fantastic. That show, not so good, not so good. And the visual is fantastic. Best wow. Trump That's impersonation best heard, yeah. ever. Anyway, I came across this documentary on Hulu. It's called uh, Too Funny to Fail or whatever it was called. Yeah, Too Funny to Fail. Dana Carvey had a show. I didn't even remember it. It was prime time on ABC years Ooh, ago. Yeah. He left Saturday Night Live, got his own show, hired as the head writer, a young guy named Louis C.K., and had as the stars of the show Stephen Colbert and, and Carell. Wow. From both, Several of the biggest stars in the history of comedy. And the show didn't work. And that's what the documentary is about, but. I just thought I'd it was, watch that. I just thought it was interesting from a, um, well, when you're in the entertainment business, there's all kinds of things involved in making something successful. Mm. I mean, those are the most successful people, like, ever in the last quarter century at putting on TV shows and couldn't make it work for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. But uh, also... That's why you get the kids, listen, failure is part of success. You'll get knocked down. It's guaranteed. Get up. Try again. Carell said his agent told him, he said, if this doesn't work, you're going to have to face the fact that you might not make it in this business. <laughs> Good agent. F you. Huh? Uh, but anyway, it's I thought like that, our old agent watching that Dana Carvey impersonation of Trump. I thought that's so much better than Alec Baldwin's. Oh, yeah. Well, I, we were discussing this off the air, but Alex is this wild caricature and there's no need with Trump. What? What? what you're going to be more outrageous than Trump? No, just do him. Anyway. Carvey is, is an enormous talent, underappreciated. Every and, time I see him, every time he shows up on SNL or something like that, he is always hilarious. 
Um, but anyway, the real Donald Trump uh, is speaking right now, or just a couple of minutes ago, I guess, the something or other, whatever it is. Um, here's what he had to say about immigration. Up through Mexico. Mexico does nothing for us. You hear it here. They do nothing for us. They could stop it. They have very, very strong laws. Try staying in Mexico for a couple of days. See how long that lasts. Okay? They do nothing for us, and I see it through NAFTA. I see with the $100 billion plus that they make on trade through NAFTA, one of the worst deals ever made by this country, a disaster. And we're trying to equalize it. And it's not easy, but we're getting there. Okay, now we're on the trade again. But uh, as far as the immigration stuff, yeah, I just... And maybe you still think we need to be that many degrees better than every other country. But don't act like we're horrible for wanting to secure our borders. Mexico secures its borders. Well, and we take in more lawful immigrants than all countries on Earth combined. We take in more refugees. Do you think Mexico's racist against Hispanics, and that's why they try to they do secure their borders and don't let just anybody come in and live there because they don't like the Hispanics? So come on with that argument. Well, and the idea of just everybody who shows up ought to get in. We're better than this. The Statue of Liberty, et cetera, et cetera. And then you, good people. Say, oh, yeah, and that's right, we're going to give free food, education, medicine, housing, transportation to the rest of it. Uh, well, we're going to take it from the rest of you at, a, at gunpoint, because that's what the government does, and we're going to give it to these people because we're compassionate. And at some point, do the taxpayers get to say, whoa, 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 no, too much. Well, and if it's actually affecting your neighborhood, as we were talking about earlier, the elites on both sides who make these decisions, their neighborhood's not changing. Their school, no. their hospital, and where they live, it ain't changing at all. It's I was exactly just, the same. I was just looking at a list of the 20 wealthiest small towns in America, and it's the predictable. They're either suburbs of uh, New York uh, and, and, like Chicago, the big financial centers, or they're on the coast of California and you can't afford to live there, or about uh, half of them are ringing Washington, D.C., and those, those, you know, average per capita, not per earner, per capita, $178,000 household <laughs> cities, that's, um, they're not, they're not having a bunch of Mexican immigrants moving in. You're quite right. They're telling you to shut up and take it so they can keep making money. I say final, you say thoughts, final, final, thoughts, final, thoughts, Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Thanks, Jack. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Marshall Phillips, final thought, please. Special iconic video game birthday today. The 40th anniversary of one of the most iconic games of all time. Space Invaders turns hmm. 40. That's a good one. I was yep. pretty good at Space Invaders. Yep. yep. Positive, Sean, your final thought? Yeah, also video game related based on the uh, the World Health Organization saying that uh, the video game is an addiction and the unfortunate anecdote of some players apparently playing soiled. If, if nature calls when you're playing a game, take it from me, a gamer. Positive, Sean, go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Or live by. Michelangelo, your final thought? <laughs> hey, this is an example of a safe joke now. A 21-year-old man puts $1,000 in an IRA, and when he turns 62, he has $50,000. Hey, hey, get it? <laughs> wow. 
Andy Kaufman wants his act back. Jack, your final thought for us? So I'm just talking about this stuff today and thinking about my life, and I'm looking up at the TV show, and uh, let's make a deal. And so there's a guy dressed as a banana. So I'm wondering to myself, is the guy dressed as a banana happier than me, or am I happier than him? I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking he's happier than me. The guy dressed as a banana on Let's Make a Deal looks like he's happier than me. Who's the smart one? Exactly. Yeah. So my final thought, because it's the thought in my mind right now, is I hope our dog sitter shows up, because I won't be home for a while, and... uh you have a dog sitter. I don't know that Baxter knows how to get into the pantry. Huh. What's a dog sitter do? Let's the dog in and out and feeds it. Yeah, but when it's not doing that, because it's not that time-consuming a, a job. Goes about her business, I guess. Goes through your underwear drawer? No, she does whatever she wants to do. <laughs> right through your jewelry? <laughs> She's swimming in the pool or go back to her house. I don't know. She tries to get into your safe. Good luck. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people think so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com, then click to your local station. You find everything we talked about, and then you'll read it and look at it or whatever. I bet dressed like a banana guy has no problems. Right. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here! Get! Get! And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over! What? Bye-bye. That's when you know you're operating at the next level, when the Mona Lisa is your video vixen. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.